love And the sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's all right with me Sometimes just let it play Just one look at you with us. No. And I know it's gonna be the hook right here. Everybody's having, right? We want this right here. That's what me and Sam want for you. Sports Radio 929 the game, 9829thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, the 19th day of February. We say to you, good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning. Oh, I had should have had him play another song. This is a great one. And, and, but Hindsight, what I'm about to say to you, I wish I had played the other one. Dun, 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 We say to you, good morning, Bonanza. We talked about this before. Come on, don't look at me all okay, funny. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this down south? Bonanza, Georgia, man. It is, I want to get it for you here, is uh, Clayton County. Clayton County. It's Clayton, County. Clayton County. About oh, just over 3,000 folks there from the last census. Okay, the last census. That's <laughs> It's probably down there where, where the where the where the river pops up. Located, uh, well, they give you the numbers here, Thank but it's the, it's it's bordered by Ironsdale and Lovejoy. Yeah, uh, you get down below that. That's where the Flint River kind of makes its appearance from underneath the city. That's right. That's yeah, right. And it pops up there, and it, by the time it gets down by Albany, it's a full fledged river. Doom, 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 doom. You think so? Who was your favorite cart ride? You think they're riding horses out who there? Was, who was your favorite? Who was your favorite cart ride? <laughs> <laughs> My thing is that, that you know that they did that in that one scene of your favorite movie was 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 uh, uh, the Untouchables. Untouchables. When they went to Canada, okay, to get yeah, this, to yeah. stop the, <laughs> yeah. stop the bootleg, <laughs> and they all came out from behind the house, and that Canadian dude, the the the, the mounted you, police the dude, police. he came too early. Yeah, and they weren't yeah. ready. And they were up on the bridge. John Connor is like, oh, you've got to die of something. Just <laughs> 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 took off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Sam and Greg, as we say to you, uh, uh, you know, good morning. Uh, seven o'clock hour. No, yeah, seven o'clock hour. Seven o'clock man. hour. We're gonna talk to Dustin. Yeah, we get changed because Saturdays we start at eight. No kidding, I'm all turned. I'm all disconnected. <laughs> Sunday we start at six. Either way, we're, we're, you know, either way, you know what? We appreciate the listening. We appreciate you guys. Oh, you know, yeah. hanging hanging with us. And uh, now that we have Saturday and Sunday, we appreciate you uh, being with us. Your consistency being with us with our show. And hope that you, uh, you know, if you missed any episodes of our show. Be sure to go to our website, 929thegame.com. Go to the podcast. Click on Sam and Greg. And any interviews we've had, any of the uh, hijinks that we've had in the past that you, that you may have missed out yeah. on, uh, it is there waiting for you, as well as all of our shows, if you missed uh, anything during the course of the week. Because we talk about so much here, and uh, you know we want to entertain you and inform you and enlighten you uh, here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. So hope you follow along with us. And go check out the website. A lot of work has gone into it. A lot of great content is there for you. And uh, go go check it out. That was beautiful. Yeah, man. Eh, I'm telling you, sometimes yeah. you you just crystallize everything so perfectly. And and before you get into local stuff, while I'm doing this stuff, let's knock out another couple pieces of insignificant information from this date. Did you know, Mr. Crenshaw? Did I know? On this date, you ever heard of a guy named W. K. Well, the last name is going to give it away. Kellogg. No, <laughs> but I got a feeling. He up. he had a fallout with his brother. You know, you got to watch with brothers. It goes back to the Bible. You know, they'll oh, yeah. tell you the story yeah, about yeah, yeah. how Abel got it in the back from his brother with a cane. Yeah, he, easy. Uh, but, but, he uh, had a fallout with his brother over 
the Breakfast Bowl. Well, they really hadn't started the company yet, but the uh, you know WK he wanted to add sugar to the cereal. Oh. The other brother didn't. See what I'm saying? Not a visionary. Okay. So he left him and hooked up with a dude named um, I want to get this right, Charles Bolin. And W.K. Kellogg and Charles Bolin founded the Battle Creek Toasted Corn Flake Company. That's too long, right? Yeah, it is. They shortened it a few years later and just called it Kellogg's. Okay. So that's what happened on this day. And you know what else happened on this day? What else? A few years later, 1913, the first prize was put into a box of Cracker Jacks. Oh, my. I told you, man, in the history of everything, there's a first day for something. And today was the first day that somebody went, you know what? We need to put a prize in here. And, and what was it? From that point on, little plastic trains and whistles and things like that. Yeah, no, Whatever could right. fit in that little, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. It was some, a ring of some kind, you know. But it happened on this day. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, listen, man, floor is yours. What's going on locally? Here? Oh, man. Um, you know, we talked about college basketball and Oh, yesterday was going to be a big day with college basketball and woof, kind of a painful day locally. Remember, it says starting, well, we'll start at the top with an Alabama team that was clearly upset that Tennessee had kind of spoiled their week. You know, Alabama goes to be number one in the country. You always, Alabama, you usually see them at the top of the football polls. They made it to the top of the basketball That's right. First time, yeah. And then Tennessee comes out and beats them. <laughs> and so now they're angry. And here comes Georgia, just comes down to Tuscaloosa. Uh, and uh, Alabama beats them 108 to 59. Well, I, I, I mean, have no comment. I, I, I have it, no comment. They well, took it out on Georgia. Yes, That's they what did. what Tennessee did. Yes, they did. And, 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 and beat them by what? Three touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> oh, Alabama man. was clearly upset. And the, whoever, you know, it, whoever came through the door was going to get it from them. Georgia just happened to be the team that came through the door. Yeah. And Alabama was just, you know, they just let it all out yesterday. So, Georgia. Well, they walked out the place going, we can't hear y'all yelling at us and calling us names. We got our national championship ring stuck in our ears. Yeah, this, so, that's all, that's all they, that's all they got that to say. That's what it was. That's what it we was. can't hear you, man. We got them rings in our ear. But Alabama makes, makes some noise yesterday with that win. Georgia Tech gets a win. They step outside of the ACC. They beat uh, Florida Tech 79-56, to uh, which is good for the Jackets to pick up a win. Georgia State falls on the road. Arkansas State 75-70. to 70. They lose that game. But it's the game over in your neck of the woods that, uh, you know, kind of disappoints On people. the west side? Queens 83, Kennesaw State 76. So Kennesaw State loses after winning that dramatic game Thursday night to get uh, first place in the A-Sun. So now I, got, I mean, they think they maybe drop back into a tie for first place in the A-Sun. I have to check the standings and see. But uh, they they uh, they had a loss, had a setback. When this is the final week of regular season, I think for them, and then they go into conference tournament. So this is a perfect be, time for a loss. It, uh, perfect, it, a coach will tell you that. You know who loved to lose a game like that this time of year would be Coach K. Yeah. Coach K didn't mind losing a game this time of year. He didn't want to lose it once he got to the ACC tournament. But just before the ACC tournament, they yeah. lost one. He had him where he wanted. Because he got a job, to eat, and then he can do his job. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's him. what's going on. He had over their there. attention, he had him right where he wanted him, and he didn't he did not play. So, um, you know, maybe that works the same way. We'll see if it works for for Kennesaw State. Morehouse, and we do have Eric over here. Eric Slaughter. You got a so, microphone by him? I don't know if he will say anything, but uh, they, they they had a nine game winning streak, um, and playing at home against Benedict and Eric that did not go well. No, they lost by six points, sixty-nine to sixty-three. But you know, eventually all winning streaks come to an end. They're still playing well. You know, I think uh, it was 
was it Kyle that said when you're going into your tournament, if you can win 10 of your last 12, 9 of your last 11, you don't have to go in there on a complete run, but they're still going to be playing well, you know. And then uh, going down to Savannah, I didn't realize the tournament this year is in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. It that? wasn't on my to-do list, but I might have to make that on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> How is Coach doing? How is Coach doing? We, we talked last week about, about his health and how it seemed to really have uh, the team kind of playing with an yeah, extra purpose. Yeah, they won purpose. yesterday, right? Uh, but but how's Coach Whitley doing? Spoke to our PA announcer, David Downing. He said that Coach's doctor has given him a great recovery status but has told him that he still must stay away for now. Okay, so he still can't coach the team. Okay. Not even allowed in the building. Don't want any excitement, anything to, you know, get his – yeah. Motive running, not yeah. don't even come to the building. All right, coach. We uh, coach, you're gonna have to do what folks say do, man. And that's hard for coaches because coaches well, are yeah. used to coaches are used to bossing folks around. That's what <laughs> that's, that's you know what I mean. That's 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 <laughs> they don't like being it. told to sit down oh, and be quiet no, over there oh, and get healthy. Oh, but, no, but what do we say in sports all the time about players? And he maybe he's got that same mentality. You have to protect them from themselves. Yeah, how often do we hear that? Absolutely, absolutely. So that's the case. But uh, Co- Coach Whitlow, do what the doctors say do, man, and kick back. And your team is playing very well uh, as they get set to, uh, set for tournament time. I bet he's having some food brought to the house. Probably so. I bet he got folks bringing them, you know. You know, we, we had leftover collard greens from last week, but I'm some, sorry. We <laughs> <laughs> used one bag. See, I, see. I went through them greens. Um, a couple of HBCU notes. Um, you know, as part of the All-Star Weekend um, out in Salt Lake City, Utah, Grambling played Southern out there yesterday, which is a, which is a great treat to have them when you get a chance to – to share the spotlight, um, it was an, it went to overtime, sixty nine sixty four. Grambling was the winner. Grambling State was the winner over Southern uh, in an overtime game. So um, and that was great. You know, it's televised. Just get part of the excitement. I think the bands went out there and everything. So um, great to have them share some of the spotlight uh, with the NBA this weekend at the All Star Weekend. So it's great. That's kind of what I got. That's it. I don't know what else you want me. What else you? What, what else you? I just wait for a wealth of information what from else you, you. I always you want, want just, that. Just some local thing. We got the high school state tournament that is starting. I know this there was week. somebody else that we wanted to acknowledge during the show. And we had a chance, haven't had a chance to do that. And there was some. I thought there were some people that you wanted to, or something happened that you wanted to give a shout out to. I think I think we I think we got a, I think we're in pretty good shape. You got everything good? I think so. Yeah, man. Well, I'm gonna. Do you know something. what? Yeah, because coming up, we're going to next segment. The king is not happy. Well, yeah, we're going to talk to. Um, Dustin Long talking the king, NASCAR. The king is not happy, man. Well, what, what's his problem? But you know, and, and the king, of course, y'all don't know. What we're talking about we're talking about Richard Petty. Yeah, we're not talking about number six. Not twenty three on the Lakers, or yeah, excuse me, number six. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We, we're talking about you know, and the thing of it is, you know, Jimmy Johnson is back, right? But this team that he's working is supposed to be a co op between he and 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 and, and, uh, and Richard Petty, and apparently, you know, Jimmy's come in. With his entourage and his folk, yeah, yeah. The king don't like entourages. Oh, hey, 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 not I a mean, fan he, of the HBO show. But, but not, but not just that. Just you know, just come in and just kind of like just taking over. And the connection here is that he's getting into his old car. Or is yeah, it? yeah, they they're, they're co-opting the thing, yeah. and so you know, King has been kind of like, okay, King, we appreciate you. <laughs> so this is like when this is when Jerry Jones brought bought the Cowboys and put Tom Landry over here. We're gonna ask about this next. Let's ask about this. Oh, that, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Well, let, hey, listen. You set the tone. Dustin Long, NBC is gonna join us next. Getting ready for Daytona tonight. Today, actually, listen. This afternoon. Dropped the flag in the afternoon, afternoon there with yeah, that. So, yeah. man, but it was a great question yesterday about Land and Motor Speedway gonna have a night race.
Yeah. You kind of want to see that once in a while down there in Daytona. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 9290. Two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. Sports Radio 9290, game 929thegame.com. I don't care what you say. Your toes were tapping, your hands were going, your fingers were popping just a little bit when you hear this song. You can't help it. There's the first one. I did this for a reason. Sam and Greg, anyway, Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. I did this because it was on this day, Sam, 1879, that Edison. You ever do that when you get some, next to somebody smart? Hey, what do you think you know, Edison? You call him Thomas Edison. I say, I say Einstein, but go ahead. Okay, either one. Patented the gramophone. What was that? Well, it ended up being the phonograph, but that's okay, what he called okay, it back okay, in the day. Okay, back then. Ellen had different names for it. So when you think of the phonograph, you think of putting records down there, you think of the first yeah. rock songs. Which that's records what, are which, which vinyl is back. Yeah. People don't realize that vinyl is a thing. Again. I wonder if our guest still has some of his old records from back in the beginning. Remember you had this conversation with folks and yeah. they go, man, my mother's got it in her basement or my auntie. Oh, I got, I, got, I got a lot of mine with me. Well, let's welcome from NBC Sports, Dustin Long joining us. We haven't talked to Dustin, uh, well, since the last racing season. Want to welcome on this morning. Hope you're doing well. Happy New Year. And the question before the court is this. Do you still have boxes of your old records someplace in a relative's house or even in your house? Uh, good morning, guys. Um, boy, that's a really good question. I think there might be a few albums at my mother's house, but uh, I don't think it's many. I think she's probably pitched most of them, and if she did, then so be it, because I don't have a record player, so they're just collecting dust somewhere. What kind of, what kind of records are they? What was, what was your taste back in the day? Uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember, because I didn't have many records, but... Uh, you know, it was, it was stuff probably from the 70s and 80s and some bad music that would embarrass me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to do that to you. You're up early this morning on a race day. Yeah, it's man. time to go racing at Daytona. How long have you been in town down there? How long have you been down there when you go down for Speed Week? Uh, it was down, I arrived on uh, Valentine's Day, so on Tuesday. Wow. So I, I left my wife on Valentine's Day to come to Daytona. So uh, you got a strong ooh, relationship, my man. Man, wow. <laughs> Dust. <laughs> honey, we, where are we going to dinner tonight, honey? Well, I'm going to the airport, and I just ordered you some, some, <laughs> some DoorDash. <laughs> oh, no. We hope not. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, with, talk about what you've seen this week, and, and what is it? Uh, what should we anticipate today? Well, I'll tell you what, I think uh, today will be an exciting day. And, and uh, you know, we've seen some really good racing so far and, and uh, a lot of good storylines, a lot of good storylines going into the season. Um, you know, if you just look at, uh, you know, some of the things off track in the sense of, you know, we're, uh, Kyle Busch uh, moving from Joe Gibbs Racing to Richard Childress Racing. And, you know, he'd been at Joe Gibbs Racing for 15 years. And now he's at uh, Richard Childress Racing. He was, you know, he was um, in contention to win the, uh, the, uh, the, his qualifying race the other night until he got wrecked. And uh, um, so he's in a backup car for today's race. Kyle Busch is one of, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the, the former champions in the field who is yet to win the Daytona 500. This will be his 18th attempt to win the Daytona 500. Remember, it took Dale Earnhardt 20 times before he won his one and only Daytona mm-hmm. 500 in 1998. So, you know, is it is it lining up well for somebody like Kyle Busch that, 
you know, 25 years after Earnhardt got his first win, Kyle Busch now with the team that Earnhardt used to drive for, is today the day for Kyle Busch, is it for uh, Martin Truex Jr., who is uh, making his 19th attempt at winning his day, his first Daytona 500, uh, or another former champion, Brad Kozlowski, who's making his 14th attempt to win his first Daytona 500. So there's a manga storylines, but obviously, you know, the Fords were strong in the qualifying races. We saw, you know, Joey Logano win his qualifying race, the reigning cup champion. We saw Eric Almorola win his uh, qualifying race. We've got Jimmy Johnson back in the Daytona 500, his first cup start uh, in two years, having spent the past two years running in the IndyCar series and some IMSA cars. Um, and also, hey, for the action sports fans, uh, Travis Pastrana is making his first wow. cup start doing it here in the Daytona 500. So um, a lot of things going on here at Daytona. Uh, again, Dustin Long joining us. Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio, 929 game 929thegame.com. You invoked his name. Uh, so let's spend a minute here talking about this guy who I believe is just one of those enigmas in sports. I mean, he's an all-time great. He's, he's, he dances into the Hall of Fame, all these victories. And Jimmy Johnson is still that, oh, yeah, him. I forgot about him. Well, anyway, Sam and I were talking about this earlier and that he's back, but apparently he's kind of ruffled the feathers of the king. Can you fill us in on what's going on there? Well, obviously, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson coming back into the sport last season at, at you know, the announcement at Phoenix last year in the, at the season finale is that he was coming back, but also that he was coming back as a uh, part owner of, of what was then Petty GMS Motorsports. It's now called Legacy Motor Club. And essentially, he, it's, he is now the part owner with Maury Gallagher. Uh, Richard Petty now is a, a team ambassador uh, as opposed to a team owner. So, um, can you, you know, do that to the king? Wow! Can you do that to the well, king? He's been he's been he's been bought out in essence. So um, you know, so Richard Richard talked to the media the other day and just talked about uh, a lot of different things. He's going to be one of the grand marshals, one of I think what nine different uh, former or current drivers who've won a Daytona 500 and won at least one championship who will give the command to fire engines. But he did express, you know, some, I guess, frustration or disappointment in some of the decision-making at Legacy Motor Club, um, saying that he doesn't always agree with everything that, that Jimmy Johnson's doing. But Richard also admitted, it's like, look, you know, um, even with the decisions that we were doing, my group was doing, we weren't, we weren't having the success that we wanted. And he says, look, I understand Jimmy's going to be, you know, making a lot of more decisions. And, and in four to five years, Jimmy's probably going to be running the whole team and, and it's going to be his team and, and his operation with his people. So I think it's just, you know, uh, you know, Richard's 85 years old. He's going to say what he feels and, and uh, um, there's not going to be as much of a filter there, but he also understands, I think to some degree, but you know, when you've been in control and running something for such a long time, there is uh when you, you lose that type of control, there is an adjustment. I think that's what Richard's going through right now. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Folks, we're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline as many. He is at Daytona, Dustin Long from NBC Sports, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Dustin Long, all lowercase, at Dustin Long, all lowercase. Which team you think has really helped itself? You talked about the addition over at Childress. Uh, I'm thinking about the addition with 2311. I think Tyler Reddick is is gonna is gonna do some amazing things, um, and Michael Jordan's gonna be very happy that he brought him over there. I don't know how happy Bubba Wallace is gonna be that he's over there because, <laughs> it, but but he's gonna give him a push too. I think it's gonna strengthen this team. What what, what do you think? 
Yeah, and that's one of the things that Denny Hamlin, the co-owner of the team with Michael Jordan, uh, said even last uh, was it last summer when they signed uh, Tyler Reddick, and originally when they signed him, it was for the 2024 season because Tyler had a contract through this season at Richard Childress Racing, uh, and then things were made, deals were made so he could so Tyler could be with the team this season. But one of the things Denny said last summer was just that you know Tyler Reddick is a franchise type of driver. So you know if you're uh, you know uh, basketball team, football team, hockey team. You want to get that franchise type of player for your team, and that's what they feel like they've got is, is Tyler Reddick. And he won three races last year at Richard Childress Racing. He's a two-time Xfinity Series champion. He's somebody that a lot of people in the garage really think highly of in terms of his talent and his ability, and it's just a matter of putting it all together. Certainly we saw some of that last year with those wins. And, you know, teaming him up with Bubba Wallace, you know, Denny Hamlin has said, look, the goal this year is playoffs for both cars. And, you know, last year, 2311 had one of its two cars in the playoffs with uh, the Kurt Busch 45 car made the playoffs because of his win at Kansas. And Bubba missed out on the playoffs, although he did win a race um, at the at the end of the season during the playoff portion of the season. But he was not in the in the in the running for the championship at that point. So, um, you know, the, uh, Bubba has is, is been is, is is good on these on these type of speedways here at Daytona and Talladega. He's another driver I certainly would uh, keep an eye on, and it wouldn't surprise me if Bubba Wallace won today's Daytona 500. Look at us, man, talking NASCAR with Dustin Long here on NBC. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game. 929thegame.com. Go ahead and hit him up. Go I was ready. No, no, you ain't got to teach me. I'm ready to go here because I was just about to say, Watch out, Dustin. Dustin. Here it comes. Come here it comes. Here it Thank comes. you for all the breakdown, all right. the breakdown of what's going on with today's race, Great American Race. But let's talk about what's really important going on here. And this is in your wheelhouse. And Sam and I have been campaigning. Mr. Crenshaw is trying to get up to my hometown. I want to take him there so badly. I want to introduce him to the three layers of pizza. I want to bring him to some blues clubs. And you guys, listen, this 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 sport has introduced two big races in the last couple of years. We know about what's going on out there with the Clash and, and the Coliseum. But this year, and NBC gets to broadcast it, it is the race in Chicago. And I that that area that the race is going to take place in is is old stomping ground for me. And I want to bring Sam there. So we've been trying to lobby our way to be somebody's correspondent on the side to help him out. If you need some stringers or something like that, we're your people. But uh, let's talk about this for you guys. How excited are you to be a part of this race this upcoming uh, July? Yeah, I mean we're really excited uh, from NBC's point of view of, of having the you know being able to broadcast the Chicago Street Course race on July 2nd for the Cup Series. Uh, July 1st will be the Xfinity Series, uh, NASCAR's first Street Course race, and it's just something uh, unique and different. Like you talked about, uh, the clash of the Coliseum last year was something that had never been done before in NASCAR in the sense of building a purpose-built track inside a stadium and racing there with these with these cars and now you're going off to the, the street course and one of the things that, that people have talked about is you know this is an this is a way to bring nascar to people um you know there was a track that was called chicagoland speedway yes, it was. Yep. uh but but it, but it was in joliet so yep. i mean you know if you wanted to go from there to downtown chicago uh with traffic and everything you're talking about a 45 minute oh, to an hour please. drive or so yeah, so here it, it's tough to get everybody out from, from downtown or from that part of the city to Joliet. So now you take the event and you put it right there where more people are and put it over in the park and, and, and have these great sight lines and have these 
you know, racing past some of the, the great uh, visual elements that make Chicago what it is. And uh, yes, I'm I, you know looking forward to to being there. Looking forward to some Chicago style pizza. I'm from the Midwest, <laughs> see, so see. I really love yeah. Chicago style pizza. So uh, that that is one date. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the street course race, but I'm looking forward to the Chicago style. Pizza. <laughs> see, just Dustin, this is why he, he said Chicago style this, pizza this about what, four or five well, times. And, right and, and this that's is that, he's, that good. He is making. Thank you, man. Thank you. Where are you from in the Midwest, by the way? You said Indiana. See, Indiana. he knows. Folks yeah. in Indiana come over to Illinois to get pizza. They know what's going on. Even though I worked in Maryville, I loved that Maryville, Indiana. But he knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Indiana's got good pizza, too. It's the Midwest. We all get the water from Lake Michigan. You know, it just tastes different up there. But the places that to go to in Chicago, where you want to hand out, places like that, Dustin, this is the reason why you need to have me and Sam mainly me, to come up there and, and take you guys around. I will happily be your guy. Dude, I'll take you to Al Capone's grave. I'll get you to some places and some pockets. Where I'll take you to Obama's house if you want. I will take you around <laughs> I don't know Chicago. if he'll let you in. Yeah, I get down that street. He's over there by Jesse where he lives. But, <laughs> but listen, this is, this is going to be a special race. I want to, seriously, though, throw my tune sense in that whoever that – is under the NBC umbrella that's going to make the decision about who starts the race. You're probably going to get somebody from Chicago. Please, please don't get it, you know, like Ditka or an old bear. I mean, the one bear that we'd want is unfortunately unavailable. We don't have Walter with us. But So I'm going to yeah, give you the name yeah. of the guy you should get. This is who you should okay. have start the race. So identified with Chicago. Buddy Guy. Get yourself you Buddy. What about Michael Jordan? He ain't buddy, from buddy Chicago. No, no, no. Jordan is not from Chicago. Right, but, we, he, but he's going to be there, though. He's, he's going to be front. Uh, well, he's going to be front see, and center. He's probably going to want. Well, he's going to be front. He, yeah, he, I know. He's not going to want to start it. Probably yeah. going to have it to him too. But yeah, but he's going to be front and center at this event. Does, uh, can, buddy, buddy can give the command, and Michael can wave. The there you go. Flag. There, there you go. go. There we go. There Jordan we go. Take back seat to Muddy Guy. See, see, see. Doesn't have you guys talked at all about sight lines? Because I'm thinking. Racing with the skyscrapers, the places you can put cameras. I mean, that's the way oh, being, the, being the TV dude. The place, I'm always thinking about where cameras can go. Have you seen any draw up or any proposals or what we can, you know, give us a little something of what we might see? I, I know that we've had groups of people out there multiple times looking at the uh, the course and looking at where to put cameras and, and where to kind of put everything together so that the fans – who aren't able to make it to Chicago and watch it on television, get the best experience possible watching the race. So uh, I know that's another group of people in the department. I, I, I just know that they've been up there, I think, uh, at least a couple different times uh, looking over the place and, and looking at different sight lines and, and how things are going to be done. And uh, so it should be it should be spectacular. Dustin, I recommend getting getting those people to view the footage from the Cubs victory parade in 16. Because they had to do that. They were up, I mean, high up from Wrigley Field into downtown Chicago, and they had all manner of aerial shots of that parade and the Cubs celebration. There was like, you know, a record number of people who showed up. So anyway, that's if they're still making decisions, that's a good camera. There's a many good camera angles that you guys will also be in those areas too with that race. Dustin Long, listen, we'll be talking to you before this race, but thank you as always for getting up early and coming on and being with us. And enjoy your day out there that's in Daytona. Good. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great one. There all you right, go. Right. Dustin, I didn't know he was a Hoosier. Yeah. Like yeah, your boyfriend. Yeah. He always says that, man, because he goes into 500. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Listen, um, changing gears here for a little bit uh, as we get into this next segment. Sam and I are going to give our thoughts and remembrances and uh, remembering the events that we had with President Carter. But he is still with us. He's in hospice right now. And 
we don't know what sort of news we're going to get during our show, but uh, we wanted to take a minute and talk about this. And I'm going to direct you to a website, believe it or not, that I did for the Carter Center. I haven't seen it. I haven't looked at the whole. I can't look at it again. When I do stuff, I can't look back at it. But it's still online, I found out. And uh, I'll show you where you can find it. Uh, anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Just an old sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, um, 18th day of, excuse me, 19th day of February. We're going to take a little bit of time, Sam and I, and just talk about what we personally know, have experienced, connections with uh, former President Jimmy Carter, former Governor and President Jimmy governor Carter, and president. Who, has, who is in hospice right now. Uh, we've got no new update on his condition. The family has let um, issued a... A statement yesterday saying that we're all here with him. Yeah. He's, he's surrounded by loved ones. We're not going to have him in the hospital anymore. He is just going to rest and be comfortable in the place he wants to be. Yeah. So we, as we sit back and, and uh, wait for news on the 39th president, there's some folks here in town, folks that we know, people that work at this station, they have connections to, to President Carter. And not just to him, but to entities that he's been involved with. You right. talk about... Um, things that he's been a part with, like like Habitat for Humanity, and things that. Uh, well, I have one too. To. Believe it or not, along the same line, the film in, the film in, um, office. Very much, very much, because people look at what happens now. This is like a, I guess, a second incarnation of the film industry coming to the state. Because back in the seventies, that he was started a film it. Room, right, nineteen seventy three, Governor Jimmy Carter started the Atlanta Film Office. Georgia Film Office. Georgia Film me. Office, yeah. And, you know. And, Bert, of, and Bert Reynolds just. Well, The Heat of the Night was the main, big, the first one. Okay, uh, the, the, the show? The, no, the, the movie. The movie? The movie was done here in Georgia. We had the that, show, we, too. And you had, but uh, but you said, like, start with, like, Deliverance. Oh, yeah, all the, and, yeah and but all then the, I was the, getting the, to the Bert all, stuff. All, all, all the Bert stuff that came in. <laughs> you know, there was some, also some. Uh, I think some Clint, was, Clint, Clint Eastwood's made, I don't know, five, six movies here. And and then, of course, Richard Pryor did some 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 stuff here doing, you know, Grease Lightning. Down, down, down at McDonald's. That's right. Yeah, down, that yeah. Wendell Scott movie. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, uh, so, so so that's so, one of my connections. So, I have another one, but you yeah, had finished yeah, your thought. Well, of course, he's a, a, a big sports fan, and just a fixture at at any sporting event uh, here in town. Always came out. Of course, he's known for being a big time Braves fan. If you watch the Braves at the old stadium uh, during the '90s, when Ted Turner and Jane funded that, he's he and and Rosalind Carter would yep. always be there again. Matter of fact. I, I, a number of times I would go over to, you know, the, the game pregame doing a, a pregame live shot for for, new, for TV news, and and he would be there. And he'd come in on his golf cart, still had his Secret Service detail, but yes, just one, just one one or two guys. Right. You know, he's going to baseball game, right? And he's on the golf cart. And he's just enjoying the game. And anybody wanted to speak to him, wave to him. He he, he was very very, right. very very accommodating. And I saw something by uh, our former colleague here. Uh, 1990 game, Jerome Jurinovich. Jerome, shout uh, out Jerome. Man, I just, I, I hope he doesn't mind me borrowing this from his social media. He said, "Sad, great human being." Was a thrill to meet him, and was blown away when he said, "Of course, I know who you are, Jerome. I love watching the Braves." Wow. And uh, yeah, so uh, you know, he, he would would do that when, when he's at the ballpark, and so um, that's just a, a big supporter uh, of sports in the area. We've seen him at Falcons games. 
uh, Hawks games. Uh, he he's uh, he does, and of course over at Georgia Tech, he attended Georgia Tech for a time. Mm-hmm. We're going on to Naval Academy. Um, involved with, with with nuclear submarines. But when you saw some of well, that. Well, yeah, over, but that's over, that's kind of a secret, so don't tell nobody. No, no. <laughs> go back they, during they the war. That, you're yeah, right. You're you know? right. And they, we did talk about that, and I'm going to get to that. But when you started talking about him being a sports fan, I have mixed emotions. And he was a passionate marathoner, too. He, oh, he, I didn't know that. He, 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 loved, he loved to run. He loved to run. Well, he's, dude, dude, stay in shape. You've got to be in shape to build houses. And, 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 I think, and I think I'll share this. A friend of mine who's who United States Secret Service, who's retired now, when he first became, he was assigned – and he had to get up in the morning and run with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 If he's gonna run, Secret Service got to run too. Yep. You know. So, <laughs> so, yes. So, yes. Right? I would imagine so. So. So yeah, man. Would be uh, funny if he's uh, he's jogging and there alongside he, he, in the car. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 <laughs> you don't get to hit the car. If he's out there ready. You go get out there and hoof it too. I want yeah. you guys to um, if you if you care about this, if you care about it, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll get to that sports thing, but I'm kind of going to New York by way of Phoenix here. On YouTube, if you type in uh, Explore 404, like the area code, Explore mm-hmm. 404, comma, Carter Center. Yeah. Explore 404, Carter Center. Yeah. Um, you're in for a treat. Y- well, that, you're, but you're in for a treat. I did a video 11 yeah. years ago. At least it was posted 11 years ago. Uh, part of This was part of a, uh, some folks I was working with that were putting together a company called Explore 404, and we were highlighting various businesses around the city. So I did a number of Actually, if you scroll down a couple pages, you'll see that one I did for the world of Coca-Cola with Jackie Wansley. But the top, the first one says New Carter Center, and I did a video for Explore 404 when they had just reopened the Carter Center. So this is what? We're talking 2011? 2012, somewhere in there, there, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That I did this video for them. And so, from whenever it was built originally, Carter got out of office in 80, 81. So, I would imagine some point in the 90s. 90s, Yeah, that this museum was built. The point of it is, I did this this walkthrough in this new Carter Center. After we finished, me and the guy who was shooting me, who I don't want to say nothing bad about, but I did then. I'm standing outside with him. We're going over what we did for the day and so on and so forth. I look up, and there's Jimmy Carter walking. Like, we're right outside the doors. He's, you know, and I can't explain it, but he's probably the equivalent of 50 feet away walking down another little walkway with two people, just two other people and him. So I, of course, radar kicks in, and I go over there. Now, I took one step rapidly. Yeah. And then I realized who I was walking rapidly toward, yeah, and I stopped. Like, hey. I stopped, and I slowed down. Yeah, so folks with some now dark they, suits going to come see you. They, no, they didn't have to come see me. I was walking toward them. <laughs> so my camera dude, he stands there, and he's looking at me. And, of course, he's looking at President Carter, right, And in awe. But I want him to film me. I walk up to him, introduce myself, tell him why we're there. And it was perfect timing, Sam. It was, the, it was right after John Smoltz. Signed with what was it, Boston or the Cardinals? When he came, when he didn't sign with, he came back from injury or whatever it was. Um, he the Braves didn't sign him, and right. he moved on. Remember that? He remember he played in a couple other teams. Mm-hmm. And it was the first team though he played for after the Braves. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Boston. I think it was Boston too. So I'm up there, and and it just happened a week or so before this, and I asked Pres- I asked President Carter about this. I said, listen. 
I know you're a big sports fan. What do you think about? So I'm talking to Jimmy Carter about the John Smoltz trade. Yeah. Thinking I'm being filmed. Now, you of all people can understand and appreciate this. How many times throughout your career were you in a situation where your cameraman didn't roll tape? Yeah, it happens sometimes. Man, happens I sometimes. just went apoplectic. I just was. How do you not it's film? A, it's a, yeah, well, I mean, you uh, know, when I'm standing there next to a guy, there ain't but thirty of them dudes or thirty-four, yeah. and ain't but two of them alive. Yeah. Well, maybe five of them then. But I was, I was so crazy. He just stood there holding a the camera and he didn't film me, so I don't have that footage. Yeah. Um. But so that's why well, I said it's all kind of bittersweet. Somebody, obviously, not somebody you work with. On no, the regular. and he was, you know, that's and he was what, and he was one of those guys where it was like. Oh, dude, sorry. <laughs> like, I was working with Spicoli. <laughs> anyway, I just want you guys, as we sit here and talk about this, um, the new Carter Center, explore404-Carter Center. You can see it on YouTube. Uh, that video is up. Uh, did you ever interview him? And you have anything out there? No, and I never had a chance to, to, to interview him. Uh, just be, you know, in the presence at some events where, where he was. But never had a chance to really have a conversation with him. You know? We... We stay a mile but, but, and a half. But you know, you know what? I, what? And, and I did some scanning of his background, and I'm sure in the next few days people will really, you know, discover some things about him and, oh, re- and rediscover some things we didn't know. And I'm sure the folks out at Carter Center are going to get ready for it to be just engulfed with people, and, right. and, and, and rightfully so. They're going to want to come and visit and find out more about him. And there was a point when he lived in public housing. To, to my knowledge, he is really? like the only uh, – uh, to me, I think he's the only – President of the United States, who can say they lived for a time in public housing. I mean, some things were not great for him and his family, and uh, from that, you know, right. to us to ascend to, to to where he was. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds. You of know, stuff. so you got to want it though. Yeah, you got to want to find out these stories about past presidents. Yeah, you know, and 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 put your blinders down. We have not, you know, we don't talk about anything other than the man. Yeah. Because we stay a mile and a half away from, you know, one aisle or the other side of the aisle. We well, just don't want to do that, man. That. But all I know is that I ain't see, and this is what I'm just going to say to him, you, me, I ain't seen one ex-president build a house. Yeah. Well, he, 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 house. he basically redefined the role of former presidents because before him, former presidents, they basically yeah. they basically make speaking engagements. Make a whole lot of money. And maybe on a, on a few Fortune 500 boards where they mm-hmm. had to like come to like one meeting a year and the check is in the mail, some, some, you know, stuff like that, write their memoirs and open And let's library. be clear. We're not saying you had to do that. We understand. And listen, you ascended to the to, to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. If you can get these board seatings afterwards, God bless you. Oh, yeah. Well, I ain't absolutely. mad at you for absolutely. that. Absolutely. I'm just saying that's, that's he did what, something that's, that we that's never what, saw. That's part of what they normally do. Exactly. You know? I seen I seen W jump out of it. Well, I saw W do some stuff for wounded warriors. But that's that's because of what he saw this exactly. man do. They're all doing different things now post presidency, uh, because of what they've seen President Carter do. So he kind of really redefined the role of basically look at the stuff that that Bill Clinton continues to do. Right. Um, he, he's just seen a different example of what you do once you leave that office. If you leave with your health intact, that's the main. You know, just what just being in that office for. A couple of terms would do to you physically. But this shouldn't be lost on this discussion. And again, put down your your ideology for a second and think about this. You live in a city that has something that only a handful of cities in this country have. Oh, yeah. And that's a presidential museum. Yeah. There's some cool stuff in there. And like I said, I did this walkthrough when they had just turned around. It didn't matter who you voted for. 
Yo, right? Yo. There's just some cool stuff in there because you see the things that presidents are given around the world, and he has it all in this museum, right? Yeah. And it, it, it just really is something that it's worth a couple hours of your time, really. Because like I said, they ain't, ain't, but how many would you say are, does every president have a museum? I don't know when they started doing them. Yeah, I that's the thing. I don't Not every, people doing one. We I, know that Washington obviously put up for a few of them, but I don't know if Millard Fillmore has, has a museum. I have no idea. Does, does, does McKinley right. have one? I, I do not know. How about the Adams family? <laughs> <laughs> do they have one? But we know we got one here in Atlanta. Yes, we do. You know? Yes, we do. We do. And it's very special, and uh, you should check it out. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We are going to be talking Tiger Woods. Believe it or not, we've gone this far, and normally we'd be all over what we've seen from him so far, but there's other stuff going on. But we sit here, ladies and gentlemen, it's a red shirt Sunday. We're going to talk about them next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game. The state.